Welcome back to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and this is Thursday night, which means we're back with another Picard summary slash review. Joining me this week are the Michaels. Hello, Michaels. How's it going? Hello. Hey, man. It's going good. So we just saw season one, episode seven, Nepenthe. We're going to start off this episode like we do our Star Wars episodes with a short summary before going into what we liked, what we didn't like, and where we see the series going forward. So we start the episode with a flashback to a couple weeks ago where Dr. Agnes Girardi is approached by Commodore O, the director of Starfleet Security. The Commodore discusses Girardi's recent meetings with John Luke Picard and how she was sad that she was unable to meet Dodge. O explains that Starfleet needs her help and that she is to go off-world to accompany Picard. The Commodore mind melds with Girardi, showing her that the Earth would be destroyed if synthetic life was allowed to exist. She then gives Girardi an edible tracking device. Dun, dun, dun. We fast forward to the present where La Serena is trapped in the artifact's tracker beam. Girardi suggests that they tell the Romulans to let them go because they are after Soji and not them. Aboard the artifact, Narissa Rizzo questions Hugh at gunpoint, killing XBs unless he tells her where Picard and Soji are headed. Narissa contacts Narek, who bore smaller ship to track the recently released La Serena. Alnor meets up with Hugh and then lets his crew know that he plans to stay behind on the artifact to help. There's a sweet moment there. We'll talk about that later. Picard and Soji emerge from the spatial trajectory on Nepenthe, where they are greeted by Kestra, the daughter of Will Riker and Deanna Troy. As they walk to the Riker homestead, Kestra and Soji converse, eventually leading Soji, finding out that she is an android. Upset by this, Soji remarks how everything in her life has been fake. Picard reassures her that her sister, Dodge, was real, although Soji believes that this could be just part of a mind game. They reach the homestead and are greeted by Troy and eventually Riker. There, Picard tries to figure out their next steps while Soji comes to term with what she has learned about her life and whether she can trust anyone. Riker comments on Picard's classic arrogance about how he makes his decisions while reminding him that he is dealing with more or less a teenager, which sort of echoes Crusher's talk with him about Wesley on the Enterprise. Troy helps Picard realize that while he thinks Soji's idea of everything being a simulation is preposterous, he didn't take Soji's feelings into account and that she had no reason to believe that anything was real. Back on the artifact, Hugh and Elnor make a break for the queen cell, but are intercepted by Nerissa. A fight ensues and Hugh is killed as Nerissa escapes. Hugh thanks Elnor for letting him be a hopeful fool once more. On La Serena, we find out that all their attempts to escape from Narek have failed. Jurati has a mini panic attack while Rafi feeds her cake. Rios goes to check on Jurati. He lets her know that there must be another reason they're being tracked and suggests that Rafi might be the reason. Figo goes back to the helm to try and lose Narek, and Girardi decides to put herself in a coma so they can't be tracked. Back on the Penthe during dinner time, Picard reasons with Soji and gives her some insight into Dodge. He calms her by asking her to listen to the timbre of his voice, feel the fluctuations of his heartbeat, and note the dilation of his pupils, which causes her to believe him. She lets them know about the Zalmak ritual, and Kestra deduces that she has a homeworld in the Gulian system in the Vait sector. We go back to the artifact where Elnar is hiding from the Romulans, and he luckily finds a comm chip that Seven of Nine had given to Picard, sending out an emergency signal to the Fenris Rangers. Picard and Riker share a tender moment back on Nepenthe, and Picard thanks him for not talking him out of the mission. Kestra gives Soji her compass and lets her know that she just needs to pretend that it works. Picard taps his comm badge, and they beam away. So, that's the episode. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I, um, yeah. I purposely left out some things because there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. There are themes that 
that happened. What did you guys think of the episode as a whole? Can I put in a quick correction yeah, to, go for it. to, to what, what you had just said? Um, I don't think she put herself into a coma to stop being tracked. I think that that, that whatever chemical she put yeah, into yeah. her was, was meant to neutralize the tracking and, and the yeah. coma was probably the side effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either it's that still the same she, thing. She was trying either she made that herself or not get kill herself. She might have yeah. tried to kill herself. We never know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of thought that when watching it, that maybe she thought that was the only way. There were but a couple. Think, yeah. There were a couple beats where she's breathing, breathing. She's like, well, this is it. Dead. I think yeah. maybe the only reason she was in a coma was because the EMH went to help her. Yeah. yeah right? he, he shows up and he's <laughs> like, what's, what's your medical emergency? Oh, bloody oh hell. <laughs> <laughs> Love so overall, what did you guys think before we get into uh, specific scenes we liked? Really good episode. Probably my favorite of the season so I far. I love the that. episode so much. I think this yeah. is uh, my favorite episode as well. There, there's, there's something about seeing Troy, Picard, and Riker just talk to each other that not, not only just brings back Enterprise feelings, but there's sort of an evolution of their relationship, right? Because they're not afraid to tell him how it is. And you see that in this episode. They have gained that that trust with them. It, it's, it's amazing. But it was so comfortable. It was such, such a comfortable interaction to watch because like throughout the show, at least with regard to Picard, he almost seemed like, at least to me, he seemed like he was getting older. Maybe he was not quite himself, or at least as we knew him from the next generation, he was a little, you know, he had to argue things. He had to, to really push to get what he wanted which is not the Picard that you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when he was with Deanna and, and Will, it was, uh, it was like they were able to it, just pick up things where they, where they were. They were talking to each other like they were very comfortable. It was just... It, it, I, there were a few scenes where I was getting choked up watching, watching like when, when Deanna hugged Picard at the beginning of the episode. I was getting choked up. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. How, how yeah. amazing when Riker sees him for the first time and he's like, is something wrong? Shields up, cloaking everything up, yeah. and he's just like that is Riker to a T, like there to help his friend. That's Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis just both easily slipping back into these oh, roles. Yeah. It's funny because um, um, Franks had mentioned that he was terrified to jump back into the role because he hasn't acted in like fifteen years or something. He's been directing all yeah. this time, right? So he didn't know if he had the chops to do it again, and and um. <sighs> Patrick Stewart was like, what are you talking about? You're, you're fine. You're going to be amazing. And that sort of pulled him out of it. And like, he didn't have to worry. Okay, can, can I mention that I love the idea that his house has shields? Yep. Yep. And, and <laughs> anti-cloaking defense technology. Oh, it's got all the, because he was, and he's talking about like, maybe they're having, they're having issues with, you know, with <laughs> outsiders or something. And, yeah. and so his, his house has got like a defense grid. It's, it's really cool to think that that's, you know, how they would live sort of on another planet. I, I wonder, hey, like, also being the the flagship of the Federation for such a long time, like, all the chief officers are probably very cautious about their lives, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to oh, make some enemies yeah, over the years. Many, many. a chance of revenge, of revenge coming back to find them. Mm-hmm. Anything we want to talk about in particular to the episode? Yeah. I went through that really uh, fast. Like, go for it. Just just jump in. A, Marina Sirtis was a standout for me in this episode, you know? Uh, it was wonderful seeing her again and that, and again, mm-hmm. she slipped into that role so easily in that her session in the garden with Soji, yeah. where she's basically being the counselor again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was great because it was the perfect role for the perfect moment in this, in this, in Soji's journey. Mm-hmm. Also, if I could the, add, yeah, sorry. Um, I'll, I'll add before you jump in. Okay. Also the, the moment where she talks about her, their son that they lost. Yes. What a beautiful and tragic, tragic scene. 
Um, no, I know. And how it's all, it was all intermingled together. A yeah. silicone based uh, neurological disorder that could have been treated if a positronic brain had been around at the time he got sick. Crazy. Wow. Sorry, Joe, so you were saying? Well, I was, I was just like, I guess two things. Well, one is to, to add to what you guys were saying, like they, they really humanized these these characters to a point where you're used to seeing them in these adventurous roles they're they're bigger than life you know they're on the starship having new adventures every week and then to actually be parents and to be mm-hmm. parents dealing with a tragedy that parents sometimes have to deal with you know they're, they're just trying to live their lives they're raising a teenager they're in a completely different phase of their life and what parent hasn't thought that they're not as brave as they used to be right yeah uh, and picard saying that well that makes you smarter and wiser and older right like <laughs> It's true. Like we're not as I was thinking about this the other day. Like there, there were a lot of things I used to do where I'm like, I was so stupid. Yeah. Like, why would I have done that? <laughs> yeah. It didn't, it didn't mean you were brave. It just meant you were young. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? But then the other thing was was like sort of building off this idea of of um, Soji's uh, journey. Like I, I thought the idea of um, giving Will and Deanna's daughter that uh, role of, of being the one who could help Soji discover herself through the eyes of, of a child, right? Mm-hmm. Like be like completely wide open, not afraid to say things to her. Uh, everyone else might be holding back, worried about what she was going to think, but, but um, it was Kestra, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kestra was, was just right from the beginning. She, she, Oh, you're an Android. And then throughout the entire story, talking about how amazing data was and what she's heard about data and, yeah. and just asking questions, do you have mucus? Like the, mm. the, these kind of things were, um, it was almost like she was also echoing the audience, like questions that we were asking as mm. well. She was kind of asking Soji and helping her work through things. I feel like, um, um, she was also, she being, um, Kestra, she also sort of mirrored data in the earlier seasons of, enterprise right she was sort of naive but sort of trying to figure out things and it was a cute like little play like they have their own little data now yeah Um, i also love that soji is has mannerisms that data yes i never noticed that before before, but now that uh riker said it it it's like wow you are right there i want to go back and watch the earlier episodes to see if she has any other mannerisms that i never noticed or if um, Dodge had it as well. I wonder if she if she had them prior to being activated, too. Mm-hmm. Like I want because I, I don't recall seeing any. But you're right; they might be there. But I wonder if when she became activated as that android, I wonder if she started to show off some of those those mannerisms. Yeah, for sure. We can come back to the people on the Penthe. We should probably talk about you know Alnor and Hugh and Nerissa on the artifact. Like there's there's a yeah. lot. Not much happened there, but still a lot happened. Yeah, oh, I'd say a lot happened there. <sighs> so we 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 meet the tragic end of Hugh, which is sort of sad. Um, thoughts on on this? He he was on uh, Twitter today. He posted a video on on Twitter uh, thanking everybody for the opportunity, and it was a, a real heartfelt kind of you know even more so now that we know that he died. <laughs> I think that's why he posted today. He even said spoilers like don't watch the this video unless you've seen the episode. Oh man. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I saw him post a picture earlier today just saying tonight's episode's really special and then I yeah. guess he posted that video afterwards. <laughs> oh man, rough. I love the moment between him and Elnor where he had that that hope that he's like, yeah, I'm I'm back and I'm adventurous and I'm helping people. It was such a sweet moment. There's a yeah. lot of sweet moments with Elnor this this episode, like him talking to his crew and telling them that he's staying behind because he has a bigger purpose. Like yeah, every, every I really liked Elnor this week. What do they call it a hopeless cause? Yeah, 
but very brave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was sad seeing him, seeing him die. I feel like th- th- this kind of, like the, the, you know, this kind of Star Trek that we watch now is, you know, no, no character is really safe necessarily. Um, and I, I, I kind of thought that we weren't going to get to keep necessarily all these characters uh, all the way through. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like the way that he went sort of giving Elnor the mission saying, you need to get into the queen cell. You need to go with an XB. And there are things in there that, um, that the Romulans are not aware of that, that can help you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we're going to, we're going to see a lot more with regard to what that Borg cube can do when that, when the Borg sort of rise up against the, uh, the infiltrating Romulans. And based on next week's trailer, definitely, definitely. So this is the first time I think I felt something for Raffi on, on the La Serena when he was, she was trying to help Aggie and she was saying that she used to be a good person and she's like the shell of a good person. You sort of feel bad for her. Because she's yeah. trying to yeah. help this person who's going through what they probably think is just a panic attack because of what happened to Maddox. I thought she was going to give her drugs. She was like, Auntie Raffi's going to give you everything you need. She's going to help you out. I think at first it would have been like alcohol. And then she's like, is it cake? And she's like, sure, why not? Why not cake instead of alcohol? That's probably a better idea. Yeah. This was a really good turning point for her character in that because the last few weeks have been pretty fraught with her kind of personal demons and everything in her kind of almost unwillingness to help in this mission, but you know, she's still going ahead with it. And this is the first time we've kind of seen her selfless and like, you know, responding to a crewmate in in jeopardy. It was more than that. It felt more motherly, right? Like she might not have been there for her son, but she's there for Gerardi in this time of need. And I wonder if this is her turning point of her becoming more of that heroic person, maybe. Mm-hmm. more about Gerardi and that. I don't know if we really covered her in that. Yeah, but, sort of what, what she's what she's struggling with, that inner battle, yeah. right? With the now opening, that we know that what happened to her, right? She actually saw it with the mind meld. So it's more mm-hmm. than just someone being like, here's a picture or here's what we're talking about. It's actual yeah, but, feelings and emotions. Oh, and yeah, because a mind meld, it doesn't just show you things. It can actually get, make you, it's almost like an inception kind of thing. It can give you feelings that you didn't know that you had. Yeah. So she may be she may have thought she was more scared of the synthetics than she actually was because if Commodore O had that genuine fear, you know, that the, that Romulan group had, if she had that genuine fear of the synthetics, she would have transferred that fear onto Girardi. Yeah. But it's, it's entirely possible that that's why there's a struggle here because Girardi doesn't understand why she's feeling of why she's doing what she's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I know it's a weird dynamic. I mean, she's a scientist who's sent out by Starfleet security on what's basically an assassination mission. I just kind of came to that realization, like when I was watching this and you know, that kind of stress on, on someone from an academic profession would have been, you know, pushed her to where she went to at the end. Especially, Especially with people well, that she's grown into like this mini family, right? Like yeah. before when it was just these people she didn't know, it didn't really matter, but like she cares for Rios and, and now that uh, Rafi is becoming more of a person, I'm sure that there's a better connection. Like that motherly scene when she was um, telling her that she's not a good person. Like you can just see Aggie just break down even more. Oh, I know. I know. When she almost, she almost broke down to Rios at the end of that, but he, he somehow just doesn't, did not suspect her. She's so mm-hmm. innocent, right? She's yeah. such a nice little person that nothing could have, she couldn't have done anything. Well, she, she even said, it's not Rafi. And then she goes, what is it, you? <laughs> like he, he was, he was surprised. Yeah. Right. And like I he, don't he, think he, I, even if she said it, I'm sure he wouldn't have believed her. Yeah. He would be like, no, no, it couldn't have been you. Yeah. 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 Right. But it's, 
I, I, I like these characters a lot. Like the, this, this, uh, this crew that Picard's put together. And do you guys think that we're going to see these characters in season two? I think some of them. I don't think all of them. I don't want to guess who, who might die. I, I feel like if we get a redemption from Rafi, it would be, it could, I could see it happening. And then her yeah. son being like, Oh, look, she was a good person. She wasn't crazy all those years. Like I, I can see that happening at the end of the season. I hope it doesn't. Cause I would love to see more of these people. I'd love to know more about their backgrounds or, or a redemption from, from Agnes as well. Right. Because she killed Maddox. Mm. She may have to, there may, there may need to be a sacrifice on her part. Yeah. yeah. I hope she doesn't die. Fun. She's wonderful. Oh, she's so good. I guess I'm kind of expecting her to be the one to make a sacrifice. I think she's on another show coming up very soon. All of these people have been on multiple shows though. Oh. Really? I, I, I can't say <laughs> anything. So I could see Narek joining their crew. I feel like it, it feels I feel like, like they're going to make contact with him before any of the others. Yeah. Uh, he, I meant gonna, at the end of the season, like his redemption is him like saving Dodge and something. And then maybe he joins the crew or maybe he dies. Who knows? From helping who knows? Uh, can we talk about uh, uh, the security officer, uh, Commander O, and the vision? Yeah. Of what's going to happen with the AI and that? Where it, did her vision come from? It's it's hard to s- say, right? Because it was all such quick glimpses yeah. of her in that cloak outfit and then Earth exploding, lots of different ships and stuff happening. A lot of that imagery, oddly enough, shows up in the trailer for next week's episode. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're going to find out more about that, those cloaked people. So next week's episode is called Broken Pieces. So I feel like that teaser is meant for us to be like, oh, this is what happened. Or at least next week we'll be like, oh yeah, this is what was in that vision. Part like what was it an actual vision or is it more of like religious uh, imagery? imagery? Yeah, like is it just what what she's been raised to believe? See, it's hard because... like a vision. Yeah, because, well, you never know, right? We can't tell. Um, But that cloak and them around that circle that we saw, yeah, it's straight out of the trailer for next week. Who knows? Honestly, we're, 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 all of, we're all of those like Sojis around the... Well, one was Commander O, so I don't know. Oh, we, I, okay. Yeah. So, because when I saw that at first, I was thinking, oh, maybe that's like a group of synthetics. Mm-hmm. But you're suggesting maybe that's the, the cult that's trying to kill the synthetics. Maybe that's them having maybe. their evil meeting or whatever. <laughs> this, oh, they, they have evil meetings around big circles. You know, yeah. The way, the way things are. That's the uh, the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Oh. They <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Oh, any now, other? Now, now Steve just turned off the episode. Oh. <laughs> Anything else about this episode? There, were, there was a great moment between Riker and Picard where uh, Picard was saying, "Yeah, my new crew has a lot of uh, issues," <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was really funny. <laughs> um, me and Chelsea were talking about this earlier, where the, the 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 previous crew, like the Enterprise crew, all seemed to be straightforward, in line people, whereas oh, yeah. uh, everyone on. Yeah. They all had their moments. They all had their moments, but no one was like Raffi, right? No. No no one was as, I don't want to say broken, but they have such varied backstories, like bigger, bigger ones. Well, Gene Um, Gene Roddenberry was was very much about the utopian society, right? Where people don't have these kinds of vices anymore. And that's how he sort of built Star Trek. And this idea now that we have Star Trek where we, we have alcoholism, we have... Uh, you know, drug smoking. Use. We have drug use. We have violence. We have, uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Greed and all that stuff going on is is a little bit more makes a little bit more sense with with where the world is today or where we're used to seeing TV. But I know that uh, Roddenberry's idea. I know that DS Nine was part of like 
came out of his notes, right? He wasn't around when it came out. Um, does that mean that he didn't have the casino and all that stuff in DS9? Because that all because of the writers? Uh, I wonder. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Because if there's no gambling, then there wouldn't be a casino, right? Yeah, because there, there would have to be money and everything, right? And the original idea was nobody in the future uses money. Well, yeah, they do. They got gold press latinum. They have Federation credits. Yeah. Right? You, you need an economy. It's almost like how in, in Star Trek Picard, how did he end up with that fancy villa? Mm-hmm. You know, Ra- Raffi's living a- out of a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's <laughs> living in a trailer villa. because she had shunned everything and was sort of that kooky person that needs to be off the grid. Yeah. Okay. But you yeah. always wonder how economy works. But Picard yeah. came from a from a line of wineries. That, or, that's, yeah. a, that's his family estate. Yeah. yeah. He came from riches straight up. <laughs> um, so yeah. if there's nothing else we want to talk about in the episode, was there anything that didn't work for you? For me, nothing didn't work in this episode. I think this episode was top notch. I don't think anything bothered me. I feel like they didn't need to give us too much information. I think that worked like just the, the idea that we had to sort of discover as they were introducing things that, Oh, Will and Deanna had a, a son and mm. something must have happened to him. And as you're watching it, you're getting bits and pieces of the information. And, and I kind of like that because I don't think that anything that happened to these characters afterwards, I was t- talking to Eric about how there have been novels written about what happened with Riker and Troy after they've left the Enterprise and, and Riker became a captain of the USS Titan. But they're, that, that's not necessarily canon. So yeah. the idea that, these, that they had kids and something happened to one of the kids, I, I kind of like how they presented that. Yeah. yeah, they focus more on the family aspect of uh, Riker and Troy instead of like, you know, oh, what happened to, why did Will leave Starfleet, blah, blah, blah. He's only on active reserves yeah. now, as we find out at the end. And it, it was the thing we needed at this moment, especially with Picard meeting Soji for the first time, mm-hmm. her not trusting anything or him at all. And he needed counsel from the only two people who he could trust. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it nice to see our heroes growing up have, an actual like pretty much a good ending <laughs> to their adventures yeah. right they didn't just exile themselves on some random planet and threw away lightsabers and whatnot um they actually had um, a pretty good <laughs> I had to bring that back. um they actually had a pretty good life despite the fact that they they lost their eldest they have a family life right yeah yeah and that's and all we want let's you want to see yeah, and let's just say that the whole story of Data's daughter makes a lot more sense than anything we've seen recently in the uh, memes and headlines this week. <laughs> now, what, what what about the unicorn rabbit? Do you guys see the unicorn rabbit? <laughs> the bunny corn. Bunny corn. Bunny corn. <laughs> That's amazing that um, as bunny a pacifist, still kill bunnies to eat. <laughs> as long as you remove the venom sacks. <laughs> I, would, I would really also like to shout out Lulu Wilson, who played Kestra. She did a wonderful job and she looks, oh, I, she actually looks like the, the offspring of these two people of Riker and Deanna Troy. Uh, I don't know the actress's name. I, sorry, I should have called up the IMDb. Her I've name's Lulu her Wilson. Film. She's she in, the, she's in a lot of stuff. She was in Annabelle creation. She's in the haunting of Hill house. Um, she was in the Ouija movie. She's been in a lot of horror films. So it was nice to see her not scream and yell it and run away from things. Um, <laughs> I remember her from the haunting of Hill house. Cause she played young Shirley. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Well, it was like, what, two years ago now? <laughs> uh, I guess so. She was fantastic. I, I love the bond between her and Soji in this episode. Yeah. Um, their yeah. relationship was so good. It was a nice little parallel, her finding her way and Picard also finding his way because he's sort of headstrong, just sort of goes. 
but having Riker and Troy sort of bring them back and be like, you got to think about this thing, right? You can't just go off the the Picard way yeah, <laughs> and not think about other people. It, it, it was a great, it was a great humbling lesson for Picard. Yeah. Cause, cause everybody always thought of him as the ultimate Starfleet officer that knows that, you know, he, he was able to save the world millions of times or whatever. And, and, uh, but only Riker and, and Troy could talk to him, talk some sense into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the barriers of rank and the, you know, are removed, uh, and they just speak as as plainly as friends can. Yeah. Do you think anyone else on the Enterprise could talk to Picard that way? I feel like Crusher yeah. could be yeah. the only other person that would do that. I don't oh, think anyone. Yeah, I don't know. Fourth would. I think if he you, has too if, much respect. If you were any other man, I would kill you I, where you stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he would just. That was pretty real. That was pretty well. <laughs> Although, to be fair, Crusher was like, well, the captain said something. We got to do it in first contact. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So where do you think this show is headed? Like we saw the trailer for next week. Um, we're, we're heading, we're getting to the end. We have three more episodes and this it's done. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be what some kind of, like to see? there'll be some kind of battle, right? Obviously. We're going to see some kind of battle between the Romulan, especially this Romulan group and, and, and the synthetics. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to find out what, what actually was happening with Maddox, what he was able to do, um, why Soji was created, and maybe hopefully a little bit into that uh, conspiracy theory that Rafi was talking about, about the attack on Mars and what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get to the planet sooner rather than later? Like Soji's homeworld? It's looking like next week is going to be devoted to um, more on the what's happening over on the artifact. So I think they're probably saving up the home, the, the experience of the homeworld for the final two uh, to kind of probably arc into each other. And they're yeah, going to, the final the final two are a two parter episode, yeah. right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah. So I uh, I wonder if the artifact is actually going to head that way, head to the planet. I could see that happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh, trouble so excited. It is. So why don't we throw this out to our listeners? What do you think is going to happen? What did you think of this episode, Nepenthe? Why don't you send us an email, contact us on social media. You can also like us and comment down below on this video if you're watching it on YouTube or everywhere. Thank you, Michaels, for coming on and talking about Picard. I do enjoy our Thursday Picard talk, and I look forward oh, to it next week. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. And have a good one. Till next week. Goodbye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.